0: the people in life are countless. So we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Side quests quest, quest, and sidequests. Episode 82. Layla and Rebethany, Coatl Bandits. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Crenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Claire Sullivan and McKaylee Love's table in the Levitating Platter. Mm Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests, the best unofficial Dungeons & Dragons podcast, in my humbly biased opinion. I've got a wonderful pair of guests for you today, but before we get to our guests, we got to do the first ad read, of course, for my good buddy, Tony Vicinda, and Plus One EXP. You know, Tony is the mastermind behind his mastercraft of beard balm, game design, and community building, He's got Beard Balms, named after all of the basic stats from D&D, so get a can, apply it to your face, and smell the sweet aroma and the sweet victory that comes along with increased strength, dexterity, charisma, and more. Beards and Beyond is the indie RPG that helped to launch this brand, but Tony has collaborated and developed several other games, including Repugnant, Eye Toaster, Down We Go, Through the Void, Vamp Nugula, and Brandstanding. If you support Plus One EXP either by buying something on their website or going to tonyplusone.itch.io, it all helps funnel into the Plus One Forward program, which seeks to support additional indie tabletop content creators to continue making awesome stuff. Please follow Tony and Plus One EXP on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch in order to keep up with all the various projects that are being worked on as well as upcoming interviews, one-shots, and actual plays. And if you don't mind, when you go to the website plusonexp.com and you see that little box to put in an affiliate code, put in the code Randolph when you're buying a beard bomb or a beard RPG in order to get some savings on your purchase at no extra cost to you. Again, that code is Randolph at checkout on the website plus1exp.com. Well, I've kept everyone waiting long enough. Hello, hello, hello. Would you care to introduce yourselves and tell us who it is that you are and what is it that you do?
1: Oh, yes, of course, I'll I'll start. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm Claire.
2: Uh, And I'm McKaylee. Yeah. We're and Dragons. We're and
1: Dragons. The thing about us is that we are almost the same person, so we do talk overlapping a lot. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: We'll do our best not to, though. Yeah, that's our goal.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So you do a show called And Dragons. And if I'm not mistaken, this is like a stream character creation show, correct? It's not a podcast.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, a Twitch stream that we do every Tuesday about the same time, 7 p.m. CST, uh, where we build, do character creation. We build a randomized Normally it's a D&D 5e character. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every single decision, every single decision is completely <laughs> randomized, rolled on tables that McKaylee created. Mm. Um, so there's, And then after we do the mechanics, we um, dive into the backstory and like the possibilities that kind of go with that.
2: Yeah. So it's a lot of like teaching people how to build a 5e character while also being like, here's how you can uh, pull together a really weird and interesting backstory. Even if like it's completely random and maybe doesn't look like it's going to make sense, we can make it make sense.
0: I see. Okay. And so it actually is like a player character making show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this yeah, is which
2: sometimes we do play the characters. Uh we've done a couple okay. um at the end of our months where we'll do a either a one-on-one shot or we've had a couple of guests on and we'll play uh a one shot using the characters we've built randomly.
0: Oh, that's awesome. This show we just make NPCs um but as recently shown on um Jasper's Game Week, our previous guest Andrew Strawther took his NPC that we made on this show, and he converted it into a player character for the uh, charity game that he did with Brennan Lee Mulligan as the dungeon master for that. So that that's pretty cool. So, you know, yeah. not to, not humble brag, humble brag, I suppose. I mean,
2: no, that's definitely, yeah, <laughs> so. that's awesome.
0: Yeah. On, so, yeah. yeah, we're hoping that the exact same thing can happen here. So, when y'all end up on the next big uh, charity stream, you'll take your characters made from here and you'll go off and conquer the world. So, obviously, it's a pretty good lead in with this question, but do you currently or have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons before?
1: Hmm. You hmm.
2: know?
1: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um, it's it's actually really fun because mikailey and i um started playing Dungeons and dragons together our first game was a uh, one shot that our friend ran where we were more or less robin hood and little john that that was yes. the, the basics okay. of this of this game which time's kind of an illusion still but that was a couple of years ago, right,
2: McKaylee? So, well, it was a while ago. It that was, was a good several, several years ago, yeah. yeah. But definitely during the pandemic, we got super into it. And we had at least like three campaigns going at one point where we met weekly. And uh, we started then streaming a podcast as most people are, I guess, a Twitch stream now. As most people, I guess, started doing during um, the fun quarantine panorama times.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> So who was the Robin Hood and who was the Little John?
2: Uh, I was I Robin was Hood. I was Little John. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a, re- a really short one shot, but we were absolutely singing the song the of Robin
0: time. Hood, and Little, John. Little John running through the forest. Just- Just- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Was it like a situation of like a bear folk and then like a, a fox? person or something Um, like that they were
2: pre-generated characters and i think claire's was an elf ranger Mm. and mine was a orc barbarian
0: or something like that a
2: half orc barbarian and we were like it kind of fits like yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. okay
0: yeah that's that's pretty cool uh and so it has been fifth edition then that you've been uh playing and have you tried any other uh game systems
2: uh we have oh, played Monster yes. of the Week is our really that's our favorite. Uh okay. I think we're we're finishing a like year and a half long campaign right now. Um we've also played a little bit of Monster Hearts and I think Claire's played a couple others that I haven't.
1: Oh, that's right. There was a superhero one that I played that was super fun. Uh um, Silver
0: Age Sentinels?
1: Uh no, it was Masks. It was similar to masks, that. but a little different. It was a little less crunchy or maybe it was more crunchy. What was it? Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> I know the new Marvel uh, superhero RPG thing just came out. So I know that's new. So obviously you couldn't have yeah. played it within the past. But <laughs> unless you're traveling to us from the future and saying, oh, yes, I did actually play this at some point in the You future.
2: never know.
1: It <laughs> might have been. Enigma. You know, I. I that's true. Uh, <laughs> it might have been worlds in peril i oh. think it's it was cool it was it had a similar feel to monster of the week and the way that uh, you describe more and then the mechanics kind of support afterwards yeah it was fun
0: well uh this show is called sidekicks and Side sidequests so we like to focus the attention on the other as it were so this first question to each of you who is one of your favorite NPCs or sidekick characters, whether they're from an RPG, a video game, or maybe they're from a piece of literature, history, film, or television, etc. And why is this person your favorite?
2: Oh, boy. Um, mine is, uh, I think, from Critical Role, of course. Everyone, every d d player's favorite <laughs> uh, mainstream. Uh, Essek Thales. Oh, okay. Um, I love him so much. He's a little gay wizard who is just trying his best out here. And I just really appreciate the complexities of an originally evil character becoming good because the PCs decided they liked him and wanted to adopt him. And I just, I think it's a very complex character and Matthew Mercer plays him beautifully. And it's so fun to watch his character develop.
1: I think I would say, because I was, I was thinking about this and I, I really like the sidekicks or the side characters that are with the party a lot, like that are with, like they're traveling and you get to know them and get to watch them grow, that sort of thing. And I think the my favorite of those is probably, it's from a Curse of Strahd campaign that McKaylee and I played. <laughs> uh, it was an accidental NPC that ended up traveling with us a lot. They were a child who was gonna be cooked by a witch as mm. as as that happens in Curse of Strahd at sure. the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he ended up you know Michaelie's character adopted him as you, you tend to do in mm. D&D games a lot um, and it was just it was just he was fun he was a awesome little kid who got rogue skills towards the end and wow just That's- a cool <laughs> cool character
0: and then same thing. We also like to ask about what's been one of your favorite side quests, whether it's you know from a RPG, a video game, movie, television, literature, B plot, you know, whatever, etc. And uh, why has it been one of your favorite side quests?
2: Um, mine is from uh, that Monster of the Week game I was mentioning. I don't know if that's okay. For, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it, know, it, it's, side quests, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it's it's very homebrew world. Um, that our keeper is they call it in that um, RPG um, that he created. And it was uh, just completely focused around my character for an episode or two, where I got the chance to explore this really dark backstory uh, element that I left a mystery to uh, my character. I said, I don't know what happened. And like, please just figure it out if you want to. And I didn't think he was going to. And then all of a sudden, we had this whole side quest where I got to figure out what happened in my backstory that I didn't know. And it was uh, just really cool to be able to explore that kind of thing. I don't know; I, I had an absolute blast. Lots of tears were shed during it, honestly. <laughs> it got very emotional, but it was uh, really fun. And I just I love their storytelling. They do such a great job. I think I'd have to say
1: that, especially lately, mine has got to be um, from Breath of the Wild is the only game that I have ever played, ever. Uh, which is, I, I watch like playthroughs a lot, but I don't play the games as much. Um, but in Breath of the Wild, there's a, a series of horse side quests, and um, I really do love horses, so I've loved I loved those ones. Uh, there's you know like a gigantic horse side quest. It's just it just looks so silly with blink on that horse just ride in it because it's like it's a draft horse which is just gigantic
0: mm. um, oh see because you were describing it and you were making me think link was riding on something the size of like the trojan horse or something like that
1: i wish like, <laughs> be very cool. comically
0: oversized <laughs>
1: i mean yeah he's so short i i forget that and then he goes on that horse and i'm like oh wow
0: okay what so it'd be like a, a hobbit jumping up on top mm. of a draft horse meant for like aragorn or something like that mm.
1: <laughs> yes yeah it's hilarious <laughs> and i love it so much.
0: <laughs> oh now i'm just wondering if there is like some sort of halfling cavalier character that exists that's like no 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 i insist on riding the draft horse we oh, i'm oh gonna gosh. do this like wouldn't you be more comfortable with a pony like no 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 you sure? only the finest war horse please mm-hmm. absolutely nope.
2: oh god now i gotta make that character after this dang it yeah. all right we'll have to we'll
0: have to tune in for the next and dragon stream to see if that yep. happens so <laughs>
2: i'll keep you updated
0: awesome And then we're going to round out the personal interview section here with a question of what are you passionate about and why?
2: Oh boy. I don't think I thought about that. Yeah. I thought Um, about it. (laughs) Oh, you go ahead first. I'll answer
1: first this time. Mixed it up a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: You know?
1: Yeah. I would say that I'm passionate about storytelling, especially over quarantine and a lot of self-reflection on um, the things I love. And you know, storytelling's laced in all of it. It's laced through like D D and different TTRPGs, through theater. I love, you know, putting together projects that are creative. And I see storytelling in all of that. So that's that's the core of who I am and what I'm passionate about. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, I think. It's so hard to answer this for me because my passion is mostly Dungeons and Dragons. I feel mm. like I spend like my all my time doing that. But like, I mean, the aspect of it that I love so much is definitely the world building. Mm. Um, I right off the bat, when I decided I wanted to DM for the first time, I didn't go out and get a source book. I homebrewed an entire world um, and decided go. that I was going to. I was going to build a world. There's a history textbook that I may or may not have written about it with a map that I drew. Um, I printed it out and I found it.
0: See, I just have a Google Doc that's like however many hundreds of pages long, but this is this is dedication.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, um, I'm not like the best at like the D the DMing part, but the world building part. I love, I love that. And that's so much fun to me to like, think of the lore and the history behind it and look up what's already written on like all the websites and put together what I think is cool about it. I just, I get really overexcited about it sometimes and it's, uh, it becomes my, um, hyper fixation for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, now that we've had an opportunity to learn more about McKaylee and Claire, I think it's time we head into a segment that I like to call NPC Creation. NPC Creation is brought to you by you, the podcast audience, and our patrons on Patreon. So now is the time in the show where we give a shout out to our comfortable patrons and above. So we give you a loud hurrah, so cheers to you. Katie Downey, a.k.a. Goblin Katie. So if you don't know by this point, that is meant for patrons who donate $2 or more a month. Katie's actually our highest tier patron, which would mean wealthy level. So that means she's able to introduce an element of chance to our random tables here in NPC Creation, which we might get to use here today. So if you want to learn more and join the cheapest podcast Patreon community out there, check the show notes below, go to my website, or just go on over to patreon.com forward slash sidekicks and side quests to find out more about our three tiers one two or four dollars a month help us expand our operations here at the levitating platter in this demiplane and worlds beyond in this part of the show we like to make characters obviously and i think in preparing for this and talking beforehand there's is there some sort of idea that you wanted to bring to the table or now that you know that i have random tables as well and you purely deal in random tables all the time or you're thinking like maybe we should just maybe we should just roll something random and then test and flex our muscles and, and show you what we do.
2: Um, we have one like note uh, that we wanted to go with um for okay. the two 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 Tuesday. Day, uh, we did make a, a table. What, what day was that? That was February, February twenty 2022. two. 2022. Okay. Yeah. we had a stream and we decided to build a duo character then. So we made a random table of different ideas that are pair characters. And we picked one of those for this that we didn't end up using on that stream. But
1: nothing Um, else,
2: we nothing else needs, everything else can be
1: rolled.
0: All right. So it's a combo thing. So there is an idea that's kind of helping to like guide these pair of characters. But otherwise, as far as all the other details, you're leaving up to chance.
2: Yes. Okay. So so what
0: what is the skeleton framework that we're working with then?
1: i mean it's it's, i think it's your this is an audio medium so the two (laughs)
0: Claire just wildly gesturing to each other to be like you say it no you say it
2: oh no okay i can say it um (laughs) it is um your mirror self was accidentally released but they actually turned out to be pretty cool and now you're just really creepy twins with no reflection so
0: Oh, okay, interesting. So one of you came from a mirror dimension or something, and mm-hmm. then as a result of that, when either character looks in a the mirror, there's no reflection because the one mirror character is in the material plane, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> okay. And so all right. So then it seems like it's obviously going to be the same ancestry for both character if it's a if it's a reflection, but obviously two distinct person's personalities and stuff
2: yeah yeah okay
0: all right well as we work our way through the questions then the first thing that we like to roll for on sidekicks and quests is a name and so if you got a d20 at the ready roll a d20 and we'll figure it out
1: Ooh, exciting I, I suppose if they have separate personalities they
2: both have names that are different yeah 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 because yeah. maybe the one that came out of the mirror like picked a name Um, I rolled
0: an eight. Eight, okay. And then, uh, McKaylee, what did you roll?
2: I rolled a 19.
0: Okay, all right, this will work. Okay, so for the eight, for Claire, uh, your name was submitted by previous guest, Firewriter, Layla, is your name. And then for McKaylee, your answer was provided by previous guest, Kevin J. James, Rebethany. So Layla and Rebethany. I love it. Okay, the next thing. Both of you roll, and then you can decide which it is. But what's the ancestry of this character? We need to roll a D100. Ooh.
1: So we both okay. roll? Is that yeah. both roll. We'll, for it. Okay, we'll see right. what we get. Okay. What'd you get?
0: 20. Okay, 20 would be a coaddle.
2: Ooh, I got a 64.
0: And 64 is a half-fiend or a cambion.
2: Oh, my goodness. So do you want to be
0: (sighs) twins or do you want to be Cambian twins? I was just listening to the kill every monster podcast. So I just learned all about the quaddle that like you find in the monster manual and they helped contextualize it into a more Mesoamerican mythology and understanding. So these are like winged snakes, celestial things that like guard ancient places and then you know cambians are half demon creatures like i think the lore says it's like a whenever a succubus gets with a mortal and then their offspring is a cambian
2: jeez i've it's been so long since i've like looked at either of these races what's your thoughts claire
1: i have never heard of the first one or maybe i have and i've just forgotten because maybe i'm just a goldfish and i only remember things <laughs> as long as they're
2: in front of me um, do you want to go with that one? Since I guess you have so much information on it, I'd love to, yeah, to that learn sounds more, cool. yeah.
0: You want to go coaddle?
2: Coaddle, yeah. yeah.
0: They are medium-sized creatures, celestials, lawful good, challenge rating four. I don't know if this is based on monsters of the multiverse stats or this is just mm-hmm. default. Oh no, this is basic rules. Yeah. Uh, so I've innate spell I... casting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so pretty.
1: They're beautiful. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> they can change shape. So mm-hmm. Ooh. they have the coado the magically polymorphs into a humanoid or a beast that has a challenge rating equal to or less than its own, again, challenge rating four, or back to its true form. It reverts to its true form if it dies. Any equipment is wearing or carrying is absorbed or borne by the new form, the quaddle's choice. In a new form, the quaddle retains its game stats and ability to speak, but its armor class, movement modes, strength decks, and other actions are replaced by those of the new form, and it gains any statistics and capabilities except class features, legendary actions, and lair actions that the new form has uh but that it lacks if the new form has a bite attack the coattle can use its bite in that form because oh yeah coattles will bite you to basically Mm -hmm. give you a poison that actually makes you unconscious because the idea is that a coattle isn't trying to actually kill you it's basically just trying to put you to sleep so you will Mm. stop doing whatever you're doing
1: so kind I, I think I, I didn't realize it started with the sea. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm no. actually really familiar with this for a reason, that is secret to McKaylee.
0: Uh, oh. Geez. I love secrets.
1: So <laughs> This is true. <laughs> I'm excited now. This I like great. it.
0: <laughs> okay. So a coaddle that witnessed its reflection in some kind of a mirror thing, and then its mm-hmm. mirror version was pulled out. So now it's a pair of quaddles. Um, and so we're just
2: shape. That's so complicated. Oh my god! Right. So that I means. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that means because they're their own persons, they can independently change to different mm-hmm. forms. I guess to be whatever they want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Right. And, and we'll certainly have an opportunity to explore more of the backstory. That I can, I can see the wheels are turning, and you have like all kinds of wild ideas that you want to throw out there. So, but we need to figure out what's the job or role in society. Uh, for our pair of coattles, so why don't you go ahead and each roll a d10, Ooh. just a single one. Mm-hmm. And they can either be separate, like, maybe they just do two different jobs, or maybe you can decide, like, what's the one thing they do together or something.
2: Okay. I rolled a six. Okay. Me too.
0: <gasps> really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is interesting. You <laughs> Okay, this is interesting. All right, cuz choice number 6 is bandit. So, we have a lawful good creature but operating as a bandit. So, is it a, an effect of the mirror because like having the mirror thing pulled out changed the alignment or if you you are Robin Hood? Or they're Robin Hood <laughs> or they exist in a, in a setting, in a world where it's lawful mm-hmm. evil. And so from the lawful evil perspective, they're bandits because they're actually lawful good.
2: Yes. Ooh, so many. There's so many ways this could go. I love it.
0: And then let's see. The next thing we get to roll for is the age range of the character. This will be just a D8 to roll. All right.
2: I guess we're the same age. Yeah, you roll maybe. Yeah,
0: at this point, it's like we're rolling to kind of compare answers, I suppose.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. I got a seven. I got a three.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, it's a difference between a young adult coattle or an ancient coattle.
2: I mean, we did decide before this that Claire would be the person, the one that was... Oh, the yeah. reflection
0: so Layla's. The I true would be the one.
2: reflection and yeah Rebe- and, and Rebethany,
0: Rebethany is the reflection
2: That's, I love that <laughs> yeah so Layla maybe is a young adult but Rebethany being a mirror person is oh. Ancient, ancient oh whoa dimension.
0: time is different in the mirror dimension
2: it's different oh, gee. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh all right Well, we've learned so much already that we now get to take a pause from dice rolling because now we get to describe the physical appearance. So when we're picturing Layla and Bethany, respectively, what are we seeing? Like, how are they alike and how are they different? Interesting.
1: My thought is that maybe...
0: Are there typical guises or forms that they adopt?
1: That's what I... I feel like that Hmm. there is a form that at least Layla will regularly adopt that's probably humanoid very regular unassuming sort of situation mm-hmm. and I think you know maybe maybe the whatever happened with the mirror situation maybe she like defaults to being in this form rather than being in her regular quadal serpent. her plane. natural state yeah I think maybe so whatever whatever happened that was strange about the mirror because that's an odd thing to occur to a fairly powerful creature I think she's maybe a little more stuck into um, whatever humanoid form that she takes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what is the particular humanoid, if you had to guess? Is it just a human, an elf, or anything like that?
1: I think, yeah, I, I think it could be just a human, yeah.
0: And so we're seeing a Layla, so a human Layla. What does human Layla look like?
1: I would imagine that um, human Layla is a lot smaller. than, Like, it's pretty short. Okay. Uh, pr- probably looks pretty youthful, not like a child, but has mm. a no like wrinkles and like nothing aging her sort of thing.
0: A L'Oreal um, commercial.
1: Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I feel like it's maybe she is the form that has retained more of the good alignment sort of thing. Probably wears like uh, muted colors that are not, but they're like pastel or something like that. Just probably looks like a nice young woman sort of thing. Wouldn't hurt you if you approached her. Mm-hmm. Could maybe imagine her giving you a flower or something like that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and then for Rebethany, uh, what's Rebethany like?
2: Um, I think Rebethany's like very unsure of what she herself should look like when she's alone. So she tends to either copy Layla or maybe change into others around her that she sees and just kind of like picks up on other people's forms and uh, even mannerisms sometimes, uh, but otherwise just stays in the natural state of, you know, this winged snake form.
0: Any particular flavorings uh, for coloration or or patterns or anything like that for your natural form, since you both would appear exactly the same in your natural states?
2: I mean, I think there's got to be some blue, like, uh, yeah, our, like our logo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's
1: it's like a blue teal with some green Mm -hmm. in there. (laughs) Yes.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You know, a stain on brand. So there we go.
1: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) We've got a color pattern. Yeah. <laughs> a too. I didn't know where you were going. Oh, yeah. Here we are.
0: <laughs> and then if you had to describe Layla and Rebethany with three adjectives a piece, what three adjectives would you use?
2: Ooh, I think Rebethany is very like mysterious. She's an enigma in ways. Yeah. Never herself. Ooh, that's so many words.
0: <laughs> many hyphens.
2: Yeah, yeah, a it's, lot of hyphens. It's just one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the rule. If you just keep putting hyphens in words, you can make the adjective word as long as you need it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how it works. An enigma, not herself. Um, <laughs> I think she's lost. <laughs> too. Mm. I don't. I don't think she knows who she is. Oh no! I think
1: Layla's kind of opposite to that in a direction. Is it the exact opposite? Probably not. But um. I'd say that she's probably meek, kind, and uncertain. I think she's also a little confused
0: about. Oh sure, yeah.
1: What's happening? D- don't know. Uncertain. Not sure.
0: So something happened, which caused Layla to then see her reflection step out of the mirror, out of the mirror dimension, and then it was like, "Oh, you're you're a whole. You're like you are me, but I am you, and I am the walrus." Cuckoo, ca-choo. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, is yes. there? What's the story there? And and the fact also that I think quaddles are meant to be like these celestial guardians. They're given these tasks and stuff like that. So if Layla's the original, and like, what was the mission or charge or commission that she was given to watch over or do something specific?
1: I was thinking. So wh- one of the things that keeps coming up when we build characters is, it's this library and it's um it's cursed. Very cursed, and there's lots of terrible stuff in it. But I would imagine that the scale of what she's trying to maintain and protect or prevent mm-hmm. is probably pretty large something like that, like trying to prevent something from coming back that could destroy part of the world or the whole world, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe I don't know what you think, McKaylee if there's someone trying to push out from like the mirror dimension, but. it could also be like a curse by a, a big bad trying to um do the thing that she's trying to prevent sort of situation i was thinking
2: maybe it's like possibly yeah in this like mystical library of evil there's a mirror there that maybe it's a gateway into this dimension of like other and maybe um layla was charged with like protecting it and keeping it safe and somehow during her protection her mirror self found the way to like get out and shattered the mirror escaping herself oh
0: wow Mm. okay like that and through the act of that that's how where bethany doesn't quite know or remember her past
2: yeah i don't think she knows like what was in the dimension of the mirror dimension she just knows that's where she came from and there's something bad there that wants to get out but the mirror shattered now and so
0: and the fact that they're bandits now, so is that, is that, is that an effect because of the charge? Because the mirror got destroyed and so now they've been branded as like, oh, they're, they're rogues and they're vagabonds and they're they're ne'er-do-well knaves and all this, uh, you know, whatever medieval terminology they would use to <laughs> say scoundrels and, uh, and yes. rebels and stuff like that.
2: I like so, that. Yeah. I think that's I, really fun. <laughs> We don't have you a know, charge to protect also, anymore. Yeah, so
1: it could what also do we do? is be... sort of really confused about why she's there and is just going out. And I, I, would imagine Layla probably is frantically following her, trying to figure out what she's supposed to do now that she her charge is destroyed and mm-hmm. her task is gone, but mm-hmm. doesn't have any follow up tasks. So there's probably a lot of like following the chaos before they interact more. Um, Concretely, I guess. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And so now they're labeled bandits, but they're actually like Robin Hood type characters. So is this a land or an area that's like, you know, lawful evil, or it's like someone who's like a dictator or a malevolent tyrant or ruler of some type?
1: I think, yeah, I I, I think it's also maybe they, at first, they don't realize that they're bandits, but then they realize quickly that. The people around them need more help than they can handle and they decide to go after people who are more evil and and i think that could be smaller scale at first but could amount to a larger bad guy evil person ruling over a large amount of people something like that
0: all right well we we got some ideas cooking and uh and i can hear the dice calling so Uh, Let's go ahead now. We need to figure out what's going to be a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or an ideal or concept that each of the characters ascribes to. So this is a combination roll where we do a D4 for the category and then a D6 for the particular thing.
2: Oh, boy. Okay. We roll them at the same time?
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) I I got a 1...
1: Oh, boy. Listen, (laughs) we're trying so hard not to do this, and then it happens. It's fine. All right. I rolled uh, two fours.
0: Two fours, so that would mean an ideal or concept. And then four. Okay. All right. So, Claire, your answer was submitted by previous guest Daniel Stewart. The ideal or concept that Layla ascribes to is Warrior's Code. So, maybe kind of going with the meek or like when she has her purpose or she has her charge or where she's locked on, like she adopts like that concept that intangible as far as like the warrior's code. So what do you think that means to Layla?
1: I think the warrior's code is the only thing that's keeping her on track of who she is. I Mm -hmm. think that's something that was previously instilled in her before the mirror incident Mm -hmm. Um, so this is something she clings to as she moves forward into the weird dynamic of not having a reflection and also having your mirror
2: self right next to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay and then uh what did you say you rolled
2: i rolled a one for the first one and a Mm -hmm. six for the second one
0: Okay. All right. So uh, you got a valuable item and then a six. Your answer was provided by previous guest, Charles Basili. Rebethany has an ornate pen. Ooh. So I don't know. Right. Is there something more to this ornate pen? Is it something she was able to bring from the mirror dimension? Is it something that she yeah. was able to grab on the way out from the library or, or what do you think it is?
2: I think this might be something she brought with her from the mirror dimension but not having her memories she has no idea what it does or like if it's more than just a pen it's just a fancy pen and if there's any like emotional attachment to it she has no idea except that this is like all she has left from that world and so she probably holds it very like dearly to her
0: Interesting. Yeah, it could be the MacGuffin of your, uh, of your campaign <laughs> if you decide to mm-hmm. deploy these two characters. Excellent. And then we get to the final bit here of dice rolling where we need to figure out what's going to be a particular quest that Layla and Rebethany would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to go and do on their behalf. We can roll a D12 to kind of generate a random side quest, or if you think you've already got an idea of what the side quest would be, you can lay it on us.
2: Uh, let's roll for it, I say. <laughs> 10.
0: 10, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So this response that we can maybe use, uh, provided by previous guest, Elise Basili, sneak into a camp and translate an enemy's military plans. That's one. McKaylee?
2: Oh, sure. Um, I got... An eight as well. Oh, (laughs) no, you got 10. I got an eight. That's a different number. Wow. I totally know numbers. Um, (laughs) This is great.
0: All right. This answer is provided by previous guest, Brian Rose, deliver a love letter. So between the two, what's more interesting for the pair to do, or do you think neither of those are good options? We're going to come up with our own.
2: I think the first one would be interesting, especially for like bandits. We could be like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've been trying this, like to do this for a while. You guys have skills. You look like you can do it. You go do that for us, please. Okay. Fully agree. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: And so since the uh, side quest is to sneak into a camp and translate an enemy's military plans, I guess since we're leaning more heavily into um, the Robin Hood, Little John sort of imagery, are we imagining that Layla and Rebethany are part of a collective band of quote unquote bandits? Are they like resistance as far as against the evil tyrant, as it were?
2: I guess this I is think, also yeah. maybe a
1: question of how long, have, how long have they been bandits and how long have they been out of the library? Mm-hmm. Because if we're more established in an area, it could be mm-hmm. that, you know, similar to Robin Hood, that there's like tales of us and so, maybe people are hesitant about approaching where we reside in a forest or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but- Yes, you
0: eat the king's deer and you don't yeah. pay taxes. You're nope. scoundrels. The worst.
2: On all the yes. wanted posters in yeah. town. But they're all wrong because they can't figure
1: out what we look like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but maybe I think we work with some people, but we, we, I think we work with some people, but we probably like go off on our own a lot. And so maybe when they meet us, it's more of like, it's just the two of us, but we're going to give these plans to like the main group in town that like, we
0: know are like the resistance and they're going to stop the tyrant. And then we need to consider what's going to be the reward for successfully, uh, sneaking into the camp metal gear, solid style and getting a copy of these enemy plans to be delivered uh, back to the main group, what's gonna be the reward?
1: I think it depends on what the party is, what their overarching goals are. Cause I I could imagine that maybe Layla or Rebethany has, um, Rebekany? Rebethany. 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 I love her so much, but I, her name's (laughs) long. (laughs) I could, I could see possibly one of them having a piece of information on a bigger scale that is maybe like a prophecy piece that sort of ties into a big goal of the party, or it could be something a lot smaller and maybe it's an item that they've stolen that has particular use for the party that, you know, the DM thinks might be great for the party to have if they do this task.
0: Are you thinking along those same lines, McKaylee? Or do you think Rebethany might be like, oh, actually I think this is what your reward should be.
2: <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think she might go along with what Layla says. She might be a little more stingy on uh, whether or not she gives it to them in the end. Might be a little more hesitant to give them the bigger ticket items that they're carrying or the bigger information and they've got to actually do like the job right. The job's Mm got to be done right. And then she'll give you the item or the information, like do the job, do it well, and you'll get it.
0: But then we also have to consider the opposite consequences. So what's going to happen if the players fail in their mission to sneak in and get these plans translated? Or what's going to be the consequence if they refuse the call to the adventure at all? Is there a difference in either two outcomes?
2: I think if they, mm, I was going to say they straight up attack if they fail. I think, I think. um,
0: Rebethany's approach (laughs) is like, they're lost cause. They just need to be eliminated.
2: Get out of here. You're going to cause more harm than you're worth. Like, no, we don't need you. I was going to say that the consequence
1: of not fulfilling the quest is that the town suffers. I think it's got to be a time sensitive thing. Mm -hmm. because if the party just passes by and they're like, oh, okay, we're leaving, then they don't know that there was a consequence.
0: (laughs) Sure, sure, yeah. The next time they come through this area, it's like coming back to Isengard and see it all ripped up and destroyed and like all militarized and the townsfolk are all oppressed because they're like, oh, the bad guy rolled in and he took over and and this is awful. Our lives stink now.
2: Yeah, and it's their fault because they didn't take this quest, so they failed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So what are the goals and motivations of each of your characters?
2: I think that Layla's uh,
1: goals and motivations, as we were talking about earlier, started out to be with in this library with the mirror. But after the separation happened, I think it's still tied to the purpose behind guarding the mirror. And I think she's secret from her twin mirror self. I think she's keeping an eye on her to make sure that she's not really sure why she's here and she seems cool. She seems okay. She's a little chaotic though and could possibly be this could possibly be very bad at some point. So I think she's in the back of her head her goal is to figure out why what happened with the mirror and if it's going to cause really bad problems in the future
2: for People on a larger scale. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Rebethany doesn't really know what her goals are just because, like, she her her goal is more to learn about the world and about how to interact with it. Cause she she'd only done it in the mirror dimension, but she doesn't remember that. So everything feels kind of brand new to her all the time. And mm. um, you know, so she's just trying on different people's looks and their different people's mannerisms and. She's just kind of figuring out like what her place is in the world now that like she's now that she's here, now that she's free from wherever she was.
0: And then how do these goals and motivations each affect your general personalities?
1: For Layla, I think she's always a little suspicious of for Bethany and maybe doesn't explicitly say it all the time, but definitely doesn't always agree with the way that she Handle things. So if she were to fight, if Rebethany were to fight a party for not doing a quest, Layla might fight with the party against Rebethany, depending oh. on the situation.
0: And I wonder what would happen if Rebethany were to fall. Would that cause like a wider catastrophic ripple because a mirror dimension character was killed on the prime material plane? Or would it reset things? I guess maybe that's up for a dungeon master to figure out.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so crazy to! Oh, I love gosh. it.
0: <laughs> if you've, uh, well, I mean, not giving spoilers here, but as someone who has recently seen the Doctor Strange: of The Multiverse of Madness, I could see some very weird multiverse stuff going on if a situation like that arose.
2: Definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. can't even imagine.
0: And then, uh, and then for Bethany, like, how to how do her goals and motivations as far as learning and trying to get adapted and acquainted with the world how do they affect her general personality
2: i mean she's she's a very observant person she's very much like standing and watching and like uh checking out every like little thing that you're doing constantly always always staring at uncomfortably um
0: that's what she was used to doing as being a mirror image
2: yeah Oh my god! Yeah, she never really got to <laughs> talk before, so she's not really used to it. So she's just she's always used to, to moving s-
0: her mouth, but never making a sound.
2: Yes, yeah. So you Whoa. might see that a couple Whoa. times of her lips just kind of going as you're speaking, mm-hmm. maybe mouthing what you're saying while you're talking. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's a way to turn up the creep <laughs> factor if you're having a conversation. She's just yeah,
2: mm-hmm. very like quiet, uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, persona.
0: Wow. Well, we've learned a lot about these pair of quaddles. that now I think it's time we throw them into a random encounter. And this random encounter is brought to you by our final sponsor of the show, Reaper Miniatures. They've been Texas titans of the tabletop industry since 1994. They're right here in DFW. and They've got an amazing warehouse and game store. They make everything from paints to gaming accessories, and they regularly stream on Twitch and YouTube with interviews and tutorials. Whatever system you're running, whatever game you're playing, Reaper has a miniature for you. You know, every time you shop with them and spend at least $40, $50 on your purchase, they're going to give you a cool new mini of the month, and it's always changing. It's always something new, so all the more incentive to shop with them often. I know last time I'd gotten a gift card, and then shortly after that, I got another $50 gift card from the affiliate relationship that we have. So thank you so much, Reaper, for that. Right now, they do have a special mini, uh, relief mini, that they've developed and made based on the national bird of Ukraine. And uh, it's really cute costs nine dollars ninety nine cents in the store. Uh seven dollars and fifty cents of that goes towards UNICEF relief efforts for the Ukraine. They just wrapped up as far as the funding for Reaper Miniatures Bone 6, Tales from the Green Griffin. But I believe if you go in and join and you know get on backer kit and stuff like that, you might be able to add like a whole entire literal crate worth of minis to get in the future, like 2024. And then of course be sure you're following them on social media. Because they'll be announcing ReaperCon, which is their big convention they do in Denton, Texas. So visit my website, check out the show notes below, so you can get to that affiliate link. And whenever you're shopping on Reaper, you're supporting Sidekicks and Sidequests. Click that link; it helps track the traffic. So the more traffic, the more that our powers combine. Be sure to follow the links and all that good stuff, and make sure that you're following Reaper Miniatures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. With all that out of the way, uh, the random encounter is a little opportunity for us to do a role play, a vignette, sort of a thing. So we've got two characters, uh, Layla and Rebethany. uh, But the question we have here is, who am I going to be in the scene? Is this going to be the scene of, um, you know, Layla protecting the mirror and I'm some sort of intruder and then it shatters and then Rebethany emerges? Is it Layla and Rebethany meeting a podcast adventurer character and giving the side quest? Or is it just kind of a slice of life sort of a scene with Layla and Rebethany and another of the uh, merry men, as it were, hanging out at camp and talking about like the threat of the whoever's coming in and what they need to do to stop it or something. What do you think? Both of them eye each other and try to figure out which option is best. There's no wrong answer.
2: Yes. Um. Do you want to do the quest? Give the quest encounter?
1: Either the, either the quest or the mirror breaking. Ooh, I don't know. You pick. Oh gosh, the so the one of the reasons why we roll for everything is because we're so bad at decisions.
0: <laughs> I guess if someone wants to roll a D twenty, even sure. the odds, figure out which of those scenarios it's going to be.
2: All right. If it's even, it's or if it's odd, it's the mirror one. If it's even, it's the encounter. Uh, it was a two, so it is the. Encounter.
0: Okay, so you get the to quest. quest. Okay, so you get to meet one of the podcast characters. So we've got a choice of four, and uh, if none of those four are to your liking, we can always invent a brand new one and add them to the roster. So we have Duncan, who is the recklessly brave, happy-go-lucky adventurer. We've got Sonya, the warrior woman, uh, who started out as a barbarian and multi-classed paladin. We have Korak, who's the lawful, evil, arcane, trickster, rogue dwarf. And then we have... Chrisley, who is the shy herbalist wood elf druid who just became multiclassed into cleric. And so those are the four that we have. But if none of those sound interesting, we can always do a new one.
2: I think one of the first two might be good. Mm-hmm. I love a barbarian if we want
0: to. Oh, you want to meet do... Sonia?
2: I love it.
1: So outside of whatever town that has whatever battle happening or whatever bad guys, There's a very dense forest Mm -hmm. with extraordinarily tall trees and they stand so close together that it's hard to see through, except for the single path that leads between two towns. Mm -hmm. And even in the daylight, I, I believe this forest is cast in shadows and the townspeople don't recommend you going through it. But as adventurers often want to do, that's not gonna deter them. And I, I would imagine that is traveling through the forest to get most quickly to the other town when she hears something in the woods, in the dense forest, and briefly thinks she sees something serpent-like, but isn't quite sure. And then as she turns around in the middle of the pathway is a very simple looking girl just standing there watching her.
0: Sonya, with her uh training, her uh, warrior instincts, as it were, is like had drawn her sword out and was looking around, expecting to be ambushed, and she hasn't quite let her guard down because all of a sudden this girl has appeared. She's not pointing the sword at the girl, um, but she is keeping it at the ready, and she'll take a moment and pause and look, and she'll say, "Uh, hello, young one." How can I be of help? And you see, she's looking around. She's looking up into the trees to see if there's like snipers or something waiting. She's waiting to see if bandits are going to come hopping out from behind trees or something like that. So she's just she's on a hair trigger, and she's looking everywhere else, but she's also still trying to regard you.
1: Um. Oh, please. It's uh. It's oh. It's okay. I apologize. Um. My well. Uh.
2: And Layla will point kind of high up behind in a tree uh and then dropping down from the tree uh looking exactly like the girl standing in front of her Rebethany will just kind of stand there and say i think you can help us looking her like very very closely and pointedly
0: yeah and and sonia immediately is kind of like this is a odd way of being robbed
2: oh no we're um
1: i'm so, so sorry um so uh we are and she's got her hands up the whole time with doesn't appear to have any uh weapons or anything is mm-hmm. just trying to look as not like she's going to hurt you at all as she mm-hmm. can so we uh well you you appear to be very strong and um we need your help well you you seem to be you seem to be the kind of person that would that would help um people who need need help is that wrong to read from you
0: she'll take a second she's still gonna hold the sword but maybe she's gonna relax her arm to kind of let it come more down to the side she'll be like yeah i've um i found a new calling in life and uh i seek to help the dead make amends and you can see you know she is powerfully built uh as a woman you know she stands Fairly tall, uh, fairly muscular, but also feminine as well. She's like Frank Rosetta kind of, um, Mm -hmm. she's got it all. She's got it all. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she's, uh, kitted out and decked out and stuff like that. She acknowledges, uh, your question and she'll say, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, uh, forgive the instinct and the training. We're not too far off from the Ashlands and, uh, well, I may or may not have been in involved in the alleged regicide of the Ashlands. But... Um,
2: as uh, she's saying this, Re- Bethany's gonna walk uh, around to stand next to uh, Layla, and as she does, she kind of shifts her form slowly to match that of the very tall female barbarian, um, just kind of nodding her head and sort of mouthing the words.
0: And yeah, she's gonna look very strangely at this. And she's gonna be like, changelings, doppelgangers. She's like, <laughs> it's like she's trying to go through a mental checklist of like, mm-hmm. who are, who are, what are things that can like just change their appearance of like, a, of this at will. And she's yeah. gonna be like, you're not undead, are you? You'll see her eyes flash as she uh, does a very basic detect any undead creatures in the area. But I guess her scan would come up negative. She comes back to a resting state and she's at least relieved that she isn't dealing with something undead at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of complicated, but, well, um, so the, the town that you are walking towards, I, I presume, as long as you're continuing on this path, um, well, it's, it's actually, um, it's been taken. And, uh, well, we have some um, companions and, and uh, people that we work with who are uh, sort of stuck there. And, well, we, they kind of know who we are, so we can't really um, just walk into town, but we, we need some information from um, the army that's residing there.
2: Uh, and then our uh, Bethany's going to shift back into the forum that Layla's in and say, they have a camp over that way, pointing into the woods. If you could find their plans for us, I think you're more than capable.
0: She will wryly smile and say, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I got the skills. I mean, if I can, well, allegedly take out a king with a master assassin, then uh, sneaking into a camp shouldn't be that big of a deal. And you'll see like kind of like a winsome sort of smile come on her face being like, oh, you know, kind of going back to old time sort of adventure. And she'll say something along the lines of like, don't get me wrong. I um I take my new charge and new devotion and oath seriously but it is nice to uh maybe not have to deal with the undead so often.
1: Of course um and we'll do
0: This isn't an undead army or something is it?
1: Well, not now, but um it is time sensitive so uh do hurry. Um we're not really sure what what they're doing because we don't have the plans, but we are worried that something Worse will happen if nothing is done
0: all right and so by this point she'll sheathe her giant sword on her back i guess so begins the montage of her formally meeting you know and she'll extend her hand and shake each of your hands saying you know my name my name is sonia tell me what i can do show me where i need to go yeah let's help out the people i'm i love it Um, all right and scene all right (laughs) So there we go
2: nice you know, we did right. it <laughs> well how
0: do you think it was getting to inhabit the shoes of uh, Layla and Robethany, as it were
2: very fun very it's great yeah i, I loved very it. very interesting yeah <laughs> honestly right. the the dynamic
1: between characters that McKaylee and I play is often something like that some flavor mm-hmm. of <laughs> like good and then
2: suspicious <laughs>
0: <laughs> good cop bad cop
2: yeah very often and it's very so often, often. <laughs> claire's good cop and i'm often bad cop and it's very fun <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> love to do it
0: yeah awesome fun. yeah so we're starting to get into final thoughts so this part of the show you know i always like to vibe check and see how everyone did and how they felt about their uh their time in the podcast. Overall, how, how do you think it is being on strictly, purely only an audio medium, so not a visual medium, but how do you, how do you think it went?
2: Obviously, we had a bit of um, a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's very interesting. We're so used to live streaming uh, with our faces being shown that it's very different. And um, it's very interesting. And I'm very excited to um, hear the final product. This is really fun. So, I mean, having a good time so far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I, I like the randomized rolling because you never know where it's going to end up. And I, I think it it always ends up working out though. The dice really just know what's happening no matter what. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it was great today. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yes. We are here at the concluding moments of this episode. So I always like to leave the stage, the platform, the microphone over for the guests. So Yeah, if you want to tell us where we can find you, causes, and et cetera, plug it away. Let us know.
1: So we stream on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. CST at twitch.tv forward slash anddragons. You can also find us on Twitter uh, Mm -hmm. at anddragonscast. And then also we're on Instagram as well. You can find all of that through either Twitter or Twitch got all of our stuff linked, uh, <laughs> but we we use those three the most. McKaylee mm-hmm. uh, actually creates character art for some of the characters that we make, so that's on Instagram and it's really cool and yes. awesome. And our
2: Twitter is a very fun place if you want to go watch Claire's thoughts. Uh, they're always very entertaining and exciting. But do come check out a stream Tuesday, seven p.m. CST. Always very fun. Uh, always very chaotic. Yes.
0: <laughs> I wonder how soon maybe we'll get to see some fan art of uh, Layla and Rebethany, maybe. That might be cool. We'll
2: see. We'll see. Honestly. No no promises.
0: <laughs> I'm not holding you to it. So, um, But awesome. Well, thank you it. so much. Uh, would love to have you guys uh, back on the podcast. It's my goal to you know, always be getting new people, but also having returning guests as well. So once they've been through one time, then they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, now now the real fun can start." and yeah. uh, See what other sorts of mm-hmm. uh, creations of chaos that we can make.
2: Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Definitely awesome. would love that. Yes.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Side Quests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast, or. Feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, SideKicksAndSideQuest.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up to date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit by searching for SidekQ Podcast. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art, stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you would like to hail the bod, simply send an email to sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com. To help this show be the resource it's meant to be, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes to help spread the word and share our podcast with your friends and family. Whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master, or you've never played Dungeons & Dragons before, there's something here for everyone, and I want to hear about it. And finally, after two years, I've decided to open a Patreon for Sidekicks and Sidequests. If you love this podcast and you want to help us grow and expand our operations, I would appreciate it if you would go on over to patreon.com forward slash sidekicksandsidequests. No matter your lifestyle expenses, we have wonderful rewards at every level of Patreon membership tier. Your name on the wall of the levitating platter, a loud hurrah on the podcast, or the possibility to introduce an element of chance to NPC creation. Psychics and Psychoists is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property. Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Psychics and Psychoists.